where my two worlds collide, right? With the music and the sound healing is, mm -hmm. is I, I kind of realized while I was doing the training for the certification to become a, like a certified sound healer that I have always been a sound healer. Like that's always been what my music has done granted in a very different way, but a lot of it's been healing myself. Like I realized after moving here and not performing, you know, I got the day job. We weren't like making music as quickly as I thought we were going to when I first got here. We meaning um, my boyfriend. Hi, it's Ella, the host of For Better Self and Net Worth podcast. I wanted to first of all, thank you for listening and supporting an independent podcast. I'm an aspiring motivational speaker and marketer who wanted to give a platform to other risk takers, empire builders, and out of the box lifers in the world. By listening, you are showing support for everyday folks like you and myself, pursuing the lives they've always wanted by ditching societal norms and dedicating time to others. To show more support, feel free to leave a review on iTunes and subscribe on Spotify. You can also find the show on iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcast, and many other independent platforms. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you are feeling inspired. Hey everyone, welcome back to For Better Self and Net Worth. I've got a real treat for you guys today. I have my friend on the show with me, Casey Lane. I was introduced to Casey over a year ago, my first sound healing class at a yoga studio in Old Hickory, Tennessee. It's subdivision right outside Nashville. And I did sound healing and Wim Hof breathing, and it was a phenomenal experience. And then I also saw Casey Lane on the news shortly after the local news in Nashville and have been following her for over a year and a half. So when we reconnected to do this podcast, I was thrilled to have her. So Casey, if you would like to introduce yourself and give us a background on your journey to being a musician and a sound healer. Hi. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. I couldn't remember which sound healing combination of what I met you at, <laughs> but yeah, Old Hickory with the Wim Hof with Steven. That was, that was a really fun uh, whole experience. That was the first and only time we've done that. And it was, it was powerful. So that's amazing. It was, you know, I walked out of that class and I know this sounds, this is loop-de-doop-de, but I walked out <laughs> and my pupils were dilated and I was on such a high, a natural high. I didn't even drink yeah. coffee that morning that I just walked around the, the boutique out front just to let that wear down a little bit. Yeah. You're like, I'm not ready to drive. <laughs> exactly. I could not drive. And I am not quite back in the 3d world yet. Let's, uh, let's reel it back in for a minute. Right. It was such That's a phenomenal awesome. experience. Yeah, you never know. You do have to be careful sometimes with some of this stuff. Like you, you never know how these experiences might affect you mentally, emotionally, physically. So um, yeah, so just to kind of go back to your question. So I, yeah, I'm a musician. I am a sound crystal and Reiki practitioner here in Nashville. All of that is kind of secondary to my first love and my first like job you could say as a musician that I started doing when I was really young 
my dad is a musician um, from Virginia Beach and that's where I grew up. And yeah, I started singing with him when I was probably six years old and started taking piano lessons and then started doing gigs on my own as soon as I could drive when I turned 16, going into the bars, some of which still had cigarette smoking. So I'm aging myself <laughs> with that. Um, but I started doing that, went to college and played music kind of to pay for my college education. And when I graduated, I was basically just like, already knew what I was doing with my life because that was all I ever planned on and all I ever knew. And don't know why I really ultimately needed a college education for it, but I did. <laughs> I you went to UVA, University of yeah. Virginia, which is a stellar school. Yeah, it was a great experience. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but the whole time I'm just like, I'm going to be playing at bars. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this is all just kind of, you know, to appease the the powers that be. Um, but yeah, so I got my degree there in 2010. And after that, I was doing music full time in my hometown, um, you know, doing gigs six nights a week, sometimes seven. I was working a ton. And then one of my sisters lived in New York and I ended up uh, hearing about an audition to be a synth player in an indie electro pop band there. So I went up there and tried out for this band and ended up getting the gig and moved to Brooklyn. And I ended up living there for five years where I did music full time, playing in a bunch of different bands, teaching private piano lessons and voice lessons and ukulele lessons and whatever people wanted me to do, I would do it. The hustle was real there. Um, and then ultimately moved to Nashville in 2016 after making a record here and falling in love with my producer. And we're still together now over seven years later. Wonderful. And yeah. I mean, this is the long version of my story, so I'll, I'll keep the rest hey. pretty tight. But I got into sound healing after I moved here and got a day job. And it was my first time having a real like nine to five situation. And it was hard for me to kind of make time for my creativity. It just, I'd never had those kind of constraints with my time and energy and creative flow. So I ended up um, getting more into meditations and ultimately ended up getting certified in all of these different healing modalities because I realized how much of an amazing effect it was having on my own life practicing and wanted to kind of bring that to other people. That's so. wonderful. And something I've noticed what I read is that you and I have this thing, two things in common. We're both born and raised in Virginia. Love it. I don't think I realize that. Where are you, where are you from? Bristol. So the Southern side of Virginia. Yes. Totally. Yeah. So I was raised in Bristol and we're both former PR girls. Yep. Yep. Hence why I'm on your show. I pitched myself to you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually head of a, a, law, a law firm of a PR firm here in Nashville for five years. I didn't, I wasn't head of it the whole time, but by the time I, I left the last couple of years, I was, and it was a great job. I learned so much, very invaluable just for me as a whole, as a learning experience, you know, I was able to get some stability financially for the first time in my yeah. life. And that was huge. I bought a house and it was, it was amazing in a lot of ways, but yeah, after the five years and I started, you know, my business on the side, my side hustle kind of started picking up 
it was like, all right, I think I'm gonna make the jump. I've always been kind of a risk taker with things and I'm ready for a change. So yeah. And congratulations on that for doing something that you're super passionate about, because I think that just makes a huge difference. Oh my gosh. I feel so, so grateful every day. I'm a huge journaler and my journal has kind of just become this big gratitude dump <laughs> every day. I, I, I try really hard to keep the gratitude very top of mind that I'm able to do this work and make a living from it because if I was living in a different time in a different place, I don't think that would have been possible. You know, I feel like even 10 years ago doing something like this would be a little out there. Um, but I just, yeah, I feel so, so grateful each day, every, everything I do, I'm just like, I get to do this, you know, instead of I have to. Yeah. So, and if I'm correct, you have out earned your corporate job as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I hit a big milestone and, you know, being a musician growing up and my dad made a, a good living with it. Um, and so I had an example of how that could work, but I had, you know, we have this programming that comes in really young around like the broke musicians and it yeah. gets in there, it gets in your head. And I, had this mentality while I had that job of like, this is the peak. This is the most I'll ever make. I have to like save and I got to like hoard all the money that I'm making because this is it. This is all I'm ever going to be able to do. You know, I was making six figures and that was like not something I thought would be possible doing anything else basically. So yeah, just recently I, I hit a big milestone where I actually took home more than I ever did with that job. And feel just like, of course, and this is my relationship with money. I'm sure everyone has their own things, but of course that month, cause this was last month, I was like, this is the only time this is going to happen. Like this is a fluke. It's not going to be the same. Um, but I actually think that I have the things set up right now that it, it's not a fluke. So I'm trying to re reprogram my brain of being like, no, this is okay. This is where it's going to be. I can, I can do this. So, yeah. Yeah. And what I've learned is a lot of things of what you have, not just your mindset, but what's in your subconscious mind as well. And sometimes some of the things that you affirm to yourself, your subconscious mind would be like, no, no, no. It's mm -hmm. just trying to protect you when really it just kind of gets in your way. Absolutely. Yeah. I think part of it is a self-preservation of like, you know, if this doesn't happen again, it'll be okay. Like all these other months ahead, like if this is the one month where you did it, at least you did it and you can cross that off your like, you know, goals. But, but yeah, I think at the same time it is, it can be really detrimental because it can, you know, be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Kind of in, getting in your own way is like, okay, I'm good with this. Sometimes contentment can get in your way as well. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That you it's like a self-sabotage. And can you explain? So I have an idea what you do. I've done the sound healing before. I just think it's, it's very magical, very calming. I did one actually recently right before Easter with you. Yes. Where we did it at the pharmacy and it, you know, it was just a great way to bring in Easter season. Would you explain what you do to someone who's never heard of sound healing before? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Sound healing is one of the four main uh, vibrational healing tools and modalities. There's crystal healing, sound healing, aromatherapy, and light therapy. And all of these different healing modalities are kind of based around the fact that we are vibrating and we are all just a vibration on a cellular level. That's what we all are. That's what everything is around us. So when we get into any sort of disharmony, whether that be physically, emotionally, whatever it might be in our energetic body, the frequencies, let me backtrack. All, our bodies are kind of like set up to resonate and vibrate at certain frequencies. So it's called a dominant resonant frequency. So your different organs have a different sound, basically a different frequency at which they're vibrating. So like I was saying, when you get into disharmony, something's off there. And what you try to do is take these higher vibrational frequency tools, such as light, crystal, sound, aromatherapy, all of that, um, to get your body back into harmony with itself. So that's kind of like a very layman <laughs> yeah. way of putting it. But I think, you know, the biggest thing, and this is what I always try to tell people too, is we as humans are so easily affected by external forces and external energy. And if you think about specifically with sound, like if you hear a sound that scares you, an alarm going off, a dog barking, like whatever it might be, we all know how our body reacts to that. You know, we, we get tense, we have mm -hmm. a spike of cortisol, we get in that fight or flight mode. And that's just like this auto response. And we don't even know that we're okay before, you know, our brain hasn't even had time to process like the source of this. Yes. Cause we weren't expecting that sound. Right. So it comes before the, the thought even, even enters. So I think if you start really like taking that into account and really giving that some weight of like how sound affects us, adding healing sounds into your day, I call it like your sonic hygiene, like you want to make sure that you're counteracting some of those negative sounds with sounds that can can lift you up and put you into a really peaceful state. And people like different things. Some people really love the sound of like the ocean or they want to mm. listen to some frequencies on YouTube. Like there's so many different ways you can use that. You can even just hum. You can even just like use your own voice and your own that that instrument, that sound healing instrument that we all have to heal. So, yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think music has been a huge part of my life. I'm, I'm not a performer or a musician. I played the drums, which is probably, you fun. know, puts people that. in the fight or flight <laughs> response. My parents did not think it was fun, but um, after seeing Zach Hansen play the drums, he was close to my age. Oh my gosh. I, I feel like you just posted that you were, that they were at the Ryman and so yes. I would have loved to see that show. I bet it was awesome. Oh, when they come back, you totally should. They, they're, they're truly a very talented group. People don't realize they sure. have seven independent albums since there was, um, there was like middle nowhere, which had M bop on it. And there was another album, but they kind of went away from the MTV crowds. Mm -hmm. and did their own thing and oh, some of their songs I'm like how do you guys know me <laughs> I love it <laughs> the reason I bring that up though is because music has such a healing effect on you 
whether people realize it or not, they can't tell you why they like a certain song or why they like a certain voice, but we're just all drawn to it in some way or another. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that kind of is where my two worlds collide, right? With the music and the sound healing is, Mm -hmm. is I, I kind of realized while I was doing the training for the certification to become a, like a certified sound healer that I have always been a sound healer. Like that's always been what my music has done granted in a very different way, but a lot of it's been healing myself. Like I realized after moving here and not performing, you know, I got the day job. We weren't like making music as quickly as I thought we were going to when I first got here, we meaning um, my boyfriend slash producer. And, you know, I was just like, I'm not, I left my band in New York. I didn't have my people here. I wasn't going to go do open mics. I just was not playing. And I didn't realize I did that for about two years. just not really performing at all. And realized how much of an effect that was having on my mental health because my singing was how I processed emotions since I was so young and it was always just kind of built into my life even if I was singing to a bar that was super loud and like one person was actually listening to me like that was cathartic you know and that was how I you know released and processed things in my life so when I moved here and didn't have that going on anymore it really like all of that energy was just stuck in my body and I was not I was not my happiest self during those years so um once I I put two and two together and realized what I needed to be doing I actually like hit like a rock bottom it was not that dramatic (laughs) but like for me it kind of was this like I don't like it I need to I need to like make a change and I booked a yoga retreat like the next day that just all like serendipitously fell into place and had this realization that I needed to be doing that. And after that, I I started doing a once a month rule where I had to once a month perform somewhere, open mics, um, writer's round, whatever it was, I had to do something. And I did that for three years and it made all the difference. So, yeah. Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. And you play, I see you play the piano. Yes. As well. That's kind of my main, my main instrument, piano slash synth. Synth. And then you, you talked about how you do sound healing. You do aromatherapy, you do energy healing and crystal therapy. Do you ever do them all together? Yes. However, I do not do aromatherapy. I mean, aromatherapy. When okay. Yeah, yeah. Over to my house, it does smell nice, and I do have essential oils as kind of a part of the. I situation, love my essential oils. Like, yeah, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm not in the cult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm not trained in that modality, although it is one along with light therapy. Um, but yeah, so my my one on one sessions involve sound, crystal, and Reiki therapy. So all of those things are kind of rolled into one, where I play bowls on you. I lay crystals on your body. I do Reiki on you and give a sound bath. And so it's this like trifecta of different things going on to break up and move energy within your body. And then we talk about things before we have the session and then we talk about things after and kind of process whatever came up. So it can be very nice. Like hopefully people would say very Mm well-rounded experience where, you know, if you go to talk therapy, people get very triggered Yes. Very like 
you know, upset and can be, you know, talking about all these things can really get you into a heightened state. So we talk about things, but then we move in and move it out. So it can be, it can be nice. I love that. And if you can share, and if you can't share, you can just let me know, but could you share an example of a client success after your sessions? Yeah. So, you know, I had a client, yes, uh, two days ago, who she's someone I've worked with fairly regularly over the past couple of years. So we can get deep, you know, sometimes when it's just like a one-off, we get, we get somewhat deep, but like, if you're coming more regularly, we're more comfortable with each other. We know different layers of things that are going on. So it can be really, it can be really nice to kind of get into a uh, routine with it. But this client came over and she's someone who is moving. And I actually had a mutual friend of ours reach out the day before. And she was like, she's been like a recluse. She hasn't been coming out and doing things like I'm worried what's going on. And so I talked to her, um, before her session. And we, we kind of realized during it that she is about to be moving in a few months and her kind of way of protecting herself right now is to kind of start to check out from everything as a self-preservation. Like I'm not going to be seeing these people. I'm kind of taking a step back. I want to leave and I don't want to be too emotional and like spend all this time with these people that I'm about to be away from. And it was just too much for her. And we kind of uncovered that block and and reprogrammed some of her, her self-talk around her entire move and all of that. And she left feeling so much better. And then I had that mutual friend who texted me right after she was like, Hey, she just called me. I don't know what you did or what you guys talked about, but like it worked. So I feel like that was a really nice, like most recent feeling of like, wow, I actually was able to support someone in uncovering different blocks in their life and help them to start making changes. And, you know, the ripple effect of the whole thing was nice. Yeah. And I'm seeing that a lot just recently. I don't know if it's after the pandemic that people are wanting to they realize they have to do so much work. They have to go with from within. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Into their energy. So it's stuff. Do you, do you notice a surge in the need for that? The need for your work? Yeah, I mean, I will say I got into this basically during the pandemic. I finalized my uh, sound healing certification in 2020. So or actually, no, that was 2021. It was early 2021 that that was finished. So a lot of that, it, I don't have a ton of context of before, during, or after. Obviously, during was a little bit like in the back of my mind as I'm doing the certifications. Like, I don't know when this will actually work because no one really wants to go into a room full of people and be breathing around each other and all of that slash, you know, one-on-one sessions. People aren't going to want to come like, be really close to someone else. Um, obviously there were people that were, that were doing that and open with it, but, um, yeah. So yeah, I can't, I can't offer a ton of before and afters, but I will say, I think a lot of what came up during those, those years were this rise in recognizing like 
working, I think this is kind of what you were saying, how you have to work on your mental health and how it is just mm -hmm. very like well-rounded thing. It's not just going to be one thing. Like you have yeah. to, you have to quote unquote, do the work <laughs> to get where you want to go. And, you know, stress, I think has been a huge thing for people. And that's another thing that if there's one like blanket, um, effect of sound healing that is most commonly experienced whether it's a group sound bath or a one-on-one -on -one, it's stress relief yes and people who get into a place where they are breathing and connecting to their body and then also at the same time able to receive and process emotions through the sound and just giving themselves the opportunity to do nothing for a little bit because that's on its own can be really difficult yeah and people recall during sound healing, people can recall a lot of memories mm -hmm. and it's basically in psychology, it's like doing the shadow work. So you see the things that have once traumatized you and you're able to work through them Yeah, during the session. Yeah. Memories come up and, and feelings come up and it's, it's interesting to see the physical response of people too, because they'll like twitch. I, I don't know if you've experienced that in a sound bath, but like, you know, people will, will move around a bit because energy is, is shifting in their bodies. And it's a really fascinating, you know, this is happening internally as much as it is external. So yeah. And I mean, and people also fall asleep. They can cry. Sometimes people want to laugh. It's like, However your body wants to process emotion, it, it gets kind of brought to the surface during that time. And yeah, if you're, if you need to go to sleep to let that happen, then that's what you need at the time. So I always kind of look at that as a compliment. I'm like, good. You were like, you felt comfortable and safe enough to, to relax. That fall asleep. Yeah. To fall asleep in a place that is not your bed. Right. With a bunch yeah. of random people. In the same room. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's definitely where you hit on is stress relief. If you need to go to a session where, you know, and there's little different ways. There's like yoga, there's walking, there's going to therapy, but there are other ways to find that stress relief. And I think people just vastly underestimate the power of sound. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it goes back to what I was saying too, with like the, the sonic hygiene and the way that stress impacts our nervous system and it's it's really um it's really powerful and it i think is getting more and more traction you know i mean sound healing you see it a lot more even just maybe it's because i've been in it <laughs> so of course i pay attention yeah it feels like even just in the past like year or two i'm seeing it everywhere and you know i train and teach uh through the sound healing academy other people around the, the world to specifically with crystal singing bowls because that's kind of my specialty mm -hmm. and um so i'm working with people all over, all over the place helping them help others which is has been really fulfilling too that's very rewarding because you get to hear other people's stories of what they have seen exactly you're getting to see yeah. you're getting to see the effects on that people so when you say what you get to see happens in other people all i know is my personal experience Exactly. Well, the hair yours. Yeah, I mean, I even had a woman who 
came up to me. She walked into the sound bath with a cane um, and experienced the sound bath. And then afterwards came up to me and said, I have chronic arthritis and pain in my body all the time. And she said, when I was sitting there during the sound bath, it was the first time I felt relief in so long. And we both were crying and it was so beautiful. And it's not something that I want to ever say, like, if you go to a sound bath, you will have pain relief, <laughs> you know, because you can never know what's going to happen. But with her specifically, I'll just never forget. I just was so touched by a that happening and her coming and talk to me, talking to me about it afterwards, too, because, you know, especially with a group, you never I never get to talk to everyone after to hear any feedback. And oftentimes people will just go at like some people might write me later. So it's always really wonderful when people come have the conversation with me after because it does help build my own confidence in what I'm doing as well, because, you know, you can never have enough of those success stories, you know? No, I mean, the success stories, that's what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. And feedback either way is always helpful. Exactly. Especially the positive feedback. It's just like, oh, I did that, really? Yeah, and and I try not to say I did that. I try to look at it as I helped to create a space where you did that for yourself or that that yeah. was able to work through you. Yeah. yeah. Very good way to see that. Well, you have helped, you're basically facilitating facilitating the change of a lot of people's lives. Tell us about a book, a person, or an event that really changed yours. Ooh. So I feel like there's an answer for all of those things. With the book, I, in 2012, I think when I was living in New York, I came home to my parents' house for probably to play some music there. Cause I did that the whole time I lived there. I went back and forth a lot. And my dad, I think I was just like, I need a book for the train ride or something. And my dad, cause I would take the, the Amtrak to and from uh, Penn station to Virginia. And he just was like, have you ever read creative visualization? And I was like, no. And he, gave me this book called Creative Visualization by Shakti Gawain. I believe I'm saying her name correctly. But that one, I feel like if I had to pinpoint something that got me started down a more spiritual healing journey and path, it was that book. And I don't know if you're familiar with it. If not, you should totally give it a, give it a look. And Honestly, I don't know. I haven't read it in a while. It was one of those books that like I read cover to cover and then would just always have with me to just like reference and I would just like open to a page and get a message from it. But it really got into the, got you into the practice of visualizing things and the power of the mind to create your reality. And when I got into this book and started really practicing creative visualization in my life just day to day I had the most magic and I was living in New York which can be very magical if you allow it to be because you have all these opportunities to connect with people I love that city so much yeah so so I just I immersed myself in this way of thinking and way of helping myself and I had some of the craziest synchronicities happen during this time and it it really got me into 
a more spiritual way of living and way of thinking. So that's one I would definitely recommend. It was something that I honestly bought for so many people after that. <laughs> I get awesome. There's that one. And then there's also one that I've been doing in the offering and buying people for years too, which is The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. Artist Way. Have you heard of that one? I have not. I'm writing these down though, because I'm, I'm a creative person. I see myself as one. So I'm always looking for ways to, how would I say this? Just, just like get in touch with my creative side. Yeah. Yeah. So the artist way is, I mean, I've done it twice now. So basically it's a 12 week program and I just did it this year, earlier this year with a group of friends and it is 12 weeks. So three months. Yeah. Of reading a chapter a week and then implementing different ways to get in touch with your creative spirit. And that involves morning pages, which are three pages that you journal every morning. And I've done that since I did it for the first time in 2015. And that's been life changing. And I'll hopefully always do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now like so a part of me and how I work through things um and also artist dates and this is like a big one for me because I'm not someone who I grew up with a huge chaotic family in the best of ways so being around people was my comfort zone and being alone felt wrong for so long and and you have to go on these artist dates that are doing something by yourself that you wouldn't normally do that would be somewhat of getting you out of your comfort zone, but also inspiring play in your life. So it could be, you know, going for a walk at Radnor by yourself to, I even took a pole dancing class when I did it this past time. Oh, I love pole. Like private horseback riding lesson. Oh, love I just, it was just like every week you had to prioritize. Like one day I even went to Bicentennial and brought a few of my crystal singing bowls and just sat down and played my bowls at Bicentennial Mall. And I'd never actually been there and seen the chimes and the whole thing. And now it's become one of those places that I go all the time. So it's, I did it the first time when I was living in New York as well. And I, it was, it was also really, really life changing. I, wrote so much music during that three month time. It was right before I was coming out here to record with my now boyfriend. And I was doing the morning pages and processing my emotions towards him and figuring out that I wanted to move here and be with him. So that was like the biggest three months probably of my whole life as far as like, you know, things shifting and mm -hmm. setting my path in a specific way that led me where I am now. So. I love it. Now I'm going to walk by Bicentennial Mall in hopes that I get to hear your beautiful music. <laughs> I know I need to bring the bowls out there again now that it's not like disgustingly hot out. And, oh my gosh. I'm loving Nashville weather so much. I know. I almost so wanted to do this podcast outside and then I was like, no, I need to keep it in a quiet space. <laughs> and, yes, I know. There's sometimes I know I'll take, um, I'll take, you know, internal work calls outside or I will mm -hmm. sit out and do some writing outside but the podcast there has to be a space for it for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> I 
even have my own office slash podcasting space here just for that. But I know what you mean. Like being outside this time of year, I will soak up the rays any chance I get. Let us know. It's such a treat to have you first and foremost. Do you have any parting advice that you would like to give to the listeners? Yes, I guess I do. I'm trying to think of kind of more blankety things. I think one of the big lessons I learned is, and this is actually interesting. um, I'm trying to think of where to begin with this one. So obviously I've been doing music a very long time. I've been working on this record forever with Tim and it's finally coming out in October, 2022, um, which is probably the month that this yeah (laughs) let me know the date I'll share with everyone yeah it's coming out on the 28th of October fantastic so we worked on this record forever and I recently got contacted this is earlier this year by a record label who wanted to record my bowls for some sound healing stuff they do a bunch of like healing music so I went in the studio I think we were in the studio for four or five hours. I recorded these, my bowls. I recorded a handful of different instruments for these like three to five minute tracks. And they put out the first one earlier this month of, it was just three songs. And my Spotify player plays and like listenership went from like a hundred and some a month to it's like over 20,000 right now. And it is this very interesting (laughs) feeling because part of me is very excited about that. But the other part of me is like, oh my gosh, these people have listened to this music that took me no time to make. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Very low, like emotional attachment to any of it versus this record that I've been slowly releasing different singles for that like no one cares about. So it's been very interesting to look at that in the framework of like my dreams and my life path because for so long it was like I'm a musician I'm gonna do music this is my thing making like you know this pop stuff and that's my dream I want to be a pop star right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then at a certain point things shift and For me, that was happening around 30, around the same time that I mentioned, I kind of was like hitting my, my low point. And, um, you know, I think that we can get really attached to dreams that have kind of expired in our lives. And it doesn't have to be this sad, tragic thing. I think that it's really important to kind of take inventory of where your life is now and what your actual dream is what you actually want to do now versus the dream you had when you were 15 you know and and I've been trying to kind of pick up on the universe's um, lessons and messages to me through this recent discovery of like yeah that music blowing up versus the music that I had been doing Um, I think that that's not an accident and it's a a sign of, you know, me being on this path and what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, so, yeah, I think really taking inventory, like I said, of of where you want to go and what you want to really be doing. And if it changes over time, that's fine. And that's what it's supposed to do. You know, we're not supposed to have 
our life plan figured out at 15 and often <laughs> what we plan then, you know, isn't necessarily based in reality. So um, yeah, I would just, I would just recommend taking some time to, to reassess. And I think we go through these natural phases of re-examining our lives, like our, our Saturn return and these certain timelines around 30, around 50, 60, where, where we start shifting. But I think those, those shifts can happen more frequently as we go and just kind of, you know, seeing what really lights you up at a, at a certain point. And if it's not what you thought it would be, that's okay. And that's beautiful. And that's what it's supposed to be. It's all about transitioning. And I love that. I need to hear that because, you know, I am always like this, this podcast is based on personal growth. So I'm always learning and growing and evolving. And there's just not a certain age where you need to have it all together. Right. And what all together looks like for you is going to look different for somebody else anyways. Yeah. I mean, if I told 15 year old Casey that I would be doing sound healing, I would, you know, I would probably be like, that's cool. But I I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, you did it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like you made it. Um, I would be like, so you failed and this is your backup plan. But that's not how it really feels to me. And and I think it's important to not let yourself be like, well, I failed at this. And so now this is my plan B that I'm going to work on. Yeah. And more of like, you know, that's just, this is where my path has led me. And I think there's a higher purpose. And I need to be paying attention to the signs along the way of like, okay, if that's what people are listening to, that's what, that's maybe what I should be focusing on for my next record. Exactly. Yeah. Cause I mean, I guess sometimes the things that I put out, some of the episodes, I get the most streams. I'm like, oh, I got to, I got to record all by myself. And then they'll be some of the most listened to. Yeah. Or, you know, some of the things I put on social media, I'm not really good at social media. I'm just not, but I posted this video of me putting trail mix and popcorn and said, this is my movie theater snack. And it had over 30,000 likes. I'm like, wait, what? No. <laughs> that was one of the first TikToks. So yeah, just just take an action because you don't know what other people may find inspiring. Exactly. Yeah. That, that I know that was a silly analogy, but I just remember that coming to me as a shock. Oh, no. I mean, and no one knows how to do social media anymore. I'm like, the algorithm has been the more I need to promote things on there, the more it, it buries it. So and, there's and no they, <laughs> they know you're trying to promote something. I had, I was doing a fundraiser for Alzheimer's Association, a nonprofit organization. And I'm like, oh, nobody's responding. I mean, it's okay if they can't donate, but nobody's responding. But I was like, wait a second. I don't think anybody's going to intentionally ignore that. So I asked a couple of people that I invited to the funders. They're like, no, I didn't see it. I honestly didn't see it. So yeah, it's, I mean, social media just has a way of silencing you. It does. It's supposed it really to your voice. Exactly. I know. I feel like, you know, my friends and my sister always is sending me these articles of, you know, we're not alone in this. So there's some comfort in that, but Yeah. yeah. You can't rely on it for, for all your promotion for better, or for worse. So yeah, it does, it does encourage you to like get creative, right? I need to get my 
website better. I need to get a mailing list together, all of those things. Yeah. Word of mouth to you. Absolutely. And speaking of which, promoting yourself, tell us how we can support you and how we can work with you. Yeah. So I, let's see, I have a website that I am actually trying to give a little makeover to right now. Um, but I, you can find me online at kcling.com. I'm also probably most active as we were just talking about on Instagram and, um, the Instagram there. Yeah. You can listen to my, my music, my pop stuff, obviously the sound healing stuff too is on there at Casey lane on Spotify and all the streaming platforms. And yeah, if you want to follow me on Spotify, that's always super helpful and come to a sound bath, stay in touch and if you're interested in the one-on-one sessions and going a little deeper, definitely don't hesitate to reach out and ask any questions. And I'm happy to, to talk you through the process and hopefully, um, you know, we can connect and heal together. Yes. And as always, I will include Casey's information in the show notes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is such a fun yes. way to get into the weekend. Yes, I'm so excited that you reached out and that we connected. Me too. Let's definitely connect IRL. Yes. <laughs> yes, let's please. I will definitely be following and looking out for events as well. Perfect. Well, thank yeah. you so much. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I look forward to talking to you soon. Yes, you as well. You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. In this community, we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else. We also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms, knowing exactly who you are as an individual, and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode.